0: So thank you, Karsten, for helping me and helping our church today prepare for the Lord's Supper, a special, special moment. So uh, aren't you proud of our young people? That's really good. So adults, I love you, but I'm going to talk to these guys. Uh, so you please listen in and uh, follow along, but uh, we're going we're gonna to spend some time with you guys. So I think right now we probably, you've been sitting for a few minutes, so I want you to stand up real quick, you guys, and let's just kind of do some shaking, stretch out a little bit, reach the sky, reach, just reach the this sky. This, we're just getting some of these anxious energies because I know in a few minutes when I start preaching, um, I don't want you to fall asleep, okay? All right, so everybody ready? Got all the wiggles out? Wiggle it out a little more if you need to. Go ahead. That's okay. All right, let's have a seat. And I want to ask you a question. Uh, do you know how big you were when you were born? Do you know how big of a baby you were when you were born? Any, you know Anybody remember how, how much you may have weighed or how big you think you were? What do you think, Hope? Six pounds. Six. Six pounds. Okay, cool. Anybody else have any idea how big you were? You think you're this big, this big? What do you think? Yes? What do you think? How big were you when you were born? Okay, thank you very much. So, so uh, my mom tells me that I was about nine pounds eight ounces, so pretty good sized baby. Okay, uh, Michael, Michael, how, Michael how how big were you as a
1: baby? I, I my mom is probably online; she can correct me if I'm wrong. But I think I was seven pounds eleven ounces, and I just remember that because of the gas station Seven Eleven. So okay, there you go. So
0: this is about how big a baby is it's a gallon of milk now a baby's not a gallon of milk and a baby's not this cold I don't think when it's born but this is about eight pounds so you can pass this around that's about how heavy average baby maybe a little less maybe a little bit more I was a little heavier than that Michael was a little less than that so if you want to uh, we'll find out what happens with this gallon of milk if you want to that's about how big a baby is and so what I want you to know uh, thank you um, so if you, do you guys want to feel it over here? I'll let you supervise that, so, and you get to clean it up if we spill it. <laughs> Please, um, don't drop so, it. Um, <laughs> so uh, what I want to share is that God loves small things, okay. small people, <laughs> and small places, okay? God loves small people and small places, and so God rescued a baby. Did you guys know that, that God rescued a baby named Moses, and he would grow up to lead his people out of Egypt and slavery. God loves small people. God also loved a small shepherd boy named David, and he defeated a giant. God loves small people. God also used a small boy, and he brought his lunch to Jesus, and Jesus fed thousands of people. God loves small people. He also loves small places. When we sing about it, thank you, we sing about it at Christmas. Do you know what, where, the, where Jesus was born? Do you know the town where Jesus was born? Bethlehem. What? Bethlehem. And we sing a song at Christmas that goes like this. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. God loves small places. And Jesus grew up in a small town named Nazareth. God loves small people and small places. And so here's the lesson I want you to know and learn today. As you grow up, stay small. Can you say that with me? As you grow up, stay small. That seems strange, doesn't it? Because aren't I supposed to get big and strong? As you grow up, stay small. And so I want to teach you some signs, okay? So this is a sign for grow up. As you grow up. Can you do that? As you grow up. Try that. As you grow up, because are you growing up? It's kind of like you get tall. And, as you grow up, I want you to stay. This is, we're going to do these cool. Isn't this kind of cool? Stay. Try this again. Stay. Try it again. It's almost like Spider-Man. Stay. Okay? So as you grow up, I want you to stay. And here's the hard one. I want, so we're going to do this. And this stays small. We're going to do this. So we do this. Put a number here. Put a hand Here. Here. Small. This is the word for humble that we'll talk about later. So stay small. Okay. So let's practice all together. As you grow up, we want you to stay small. And you kind of bow your head. Okay. Stay small. And so that's from a Bible verse that we're going to read with you. Michael's going to read. It's from Luke chapter 18, verses 14 to 17, where it finds where we find out. As you grow up, we want you to stay small, humble.
1: Okay, so here's what the Bible says. For all those who exalt themselves, all those who make themselves big, will be humbled. They will be made small. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. People were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And so today we're going to be first talking about babies, and then children, and then the kingdom of God, or the family of God. And we're going to talk about three lessons that we learn from children. And the first lesson we learn is that babies teach us about God's kingdom. Babies, small little babies, they teach us about God's kingdom. Warren, do you remember the first time that you held a baby?
0: Uh, One of the first times I held a baby, I was actually at church. Isn't that kind of cool? I mean, there's Lots of things you see at church, and so we didn't have babies in our family or cousins or nephews or anything like that. So my first time I remember holding a baby, I was actually at church in the Fellowship Hall, Seneca Christian Church, and here's how I held that baby. I was like teenager. I held it like this, and I was just standing there. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. And then they're like, no, you're supposed to hold it close, so I just did this. And so it's just kind of holding there like, no, you're supposed to kind of cradle it, support its head. But I didn't know what to do with the baby, so I just kind of held it like that.
1: Yeah, I can't really remember the first time I held a baby either. It was probably my little sister. She's seven years younger than me, and I was the baby for so long. So apparently, I don't know if this is true, but my mom and dad said I didn't really like my little sister very much. And so I'm not sure if I held her or not. But I do remember one of the times that was really meaningful for me when I held a baby, and that was only two weeks ago. I got to hold some of my best friends in the world, James and Whitney Bond, their baby. I got to hold her while she was still in the hospital. Here's a picture of her. She wasn't in the hospital then. Um, That was a couple days afterwards. But I got to hold her when she was only 12 hours old. And as I was holding her and trying not to drop her or crush her, I was reminded that babies need help with everything. Babies need help with everything, don't they? So I have one of Eden's little dirty diapers here I want to pass out um, to remind us. I'm just kidding. It's not, just, you can just pass it around if you want. There's, I don't think it's used, um, but when you see a diaper, I want you to think about how babies need help with everything. They need help changing their diapers. They need help changing their clothes. They need help being fed. Babies need help with everything. And what's true is that no matter how old we are, we all need God's help. We all need God's help. No matter if you're one year old or you're 100 years old, we always need God's help help. And I think that's what Jesus is trying to remind us, is that we, if we want to learn to be like babies, we need to remember that we need God's help. Warren, I wanted to ask you, how many diapers have you changed in your life? many my That's a good answer. <laughs> a lot more.
0: Uh, I did change four diapers this week, though. So we have lots of kids in our house and daycare stuff. So there's lots of diapers still to change.
1: Okay, I don't know if I've changed four diapers in my entire life. Now, some of you kids, don't be making fun of me. I know you've changed more diapers than me. But I will at some point, trust me. I'll I'll change a lot of diapers. So when we think about these diapers, I want us to think about how not only do babies need help, we all need God's help. So as you get older, let me remind you, That God is always with you, and he wants you to ask him for help from the small things to the big things, from the small things like asking for help to tie my shoe, or asking for help on a test, or the big things like asking God for help to forgive someone, or asking for God's help to heal someone. We always need God's help, so always, no matter how old you get, remember to ask for God's help.
0: So here we go. Are you guys ready? As you grow, remember how they did the sign? As you grow, stay small. Let's try one more time. As you grow, stay small. Yeah, as you grow up, you're right. And so the, the thing is that babies grow up to be kids like you, right? And so that's normal and that's expected. And the next part of our text shows about how people were bringing babies, and then he says, let the children come to me. So I want to read verses 15 and 16. From Luke's Gospel, again, chapter 18. People were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. These moms and dads may have brought these babies to Jesus because they wanted Jesus to bless them. It could be that these moms and dads brought babies to Jesus because they wanted Jesus to heal them. Maybe their babies were sick. And when the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And so Jesus is saying, these children, you guys are welcome here. And the disciples were trying to kind of push the the kids away. But Jesus says, no, I want the kids to come. And so I've asked three people to come help me do some scripture reading. So would you come in and read? Matthew, do you want to step up here? Rosalind, do you want to come over here and help me? And then where's Abby? Okay, Abby, come read. Okay, stand right here. Stand up. Stand up here. Rosalind, you want to stand up here? Right here, and I will help you find the Bible verse. And so these are three verses that talk about children growing up in, the, in God's uh, kingdom. So yeah, come on. You want to come up here, Dad? You come on up here and help Roz. So we're going to read from how John the Baptist grew up and became strong. We also are going to read about how Jesus grew up and became strong. And so this is from Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 80. And Rozalyn's going to read for us. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. Thank you. So that's describing how John, very good, give her a hand. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So John the Baptist was a baby, and he grew up. And then we turn, can you, where's the mic, you know, pass the microphone here to Matthew? And Matthew's going to read uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 40. And this is describing Jesus. Thanks, Dad, too. You did good. Okay, chapter 2, verse 40. And this is about Jesus.
1: And the child grew and became like. Armstrong, strong, he was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him.
0: Okay, and so the child, grew. yeah, let's give him a hand, yeah, awesome, thank you, thank you, thank you. And so you, you can see how the child grew, and now the child's growing, and the child continues to grow. And so we got another passage in Luke's gospel where it talks about how Jesus is continuing to grow. And so Abby's gonna read Luke chapter 2, verse 52. And Jesus grew with wisdom and stature. And in favor? <laughs> and in favor
1: with God and man.
0: Good. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. So we're growing, yeah. So do you guys see how children grow in God's kingdom? Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Rosalind. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Dad. You did a good job. And so these children grow. And so as children grow up, remember, as you grow up, we want you to stay small. And so Jesus is telling these kids, they are welcome to be with me. Because in Jesus' day, the kids were not valued very much. The only thing that they really valued, the kids were, is when you grow up, you're going to help do some work around the house and in the farm. And they didn't think kids really were worthy to come to Jesus. And the disciples were like, hey, don't let these kids mess up Jesus' day. He's got more important things to do. And Jesus says, no, you are the important ones. You are the ones who are valuable. And so we want you to hear that today, that Jesus loves you. And this church is your church. And Jesus loves you. And Jesus wants you to know that you are welcome in his family. So as you grow up, we want you to stay small. And so Michael has a cool story about a child who was looking out for those who were left out.
1: Yeah, I wanted to tell you uh, and remind you that children can make a difference in God's kingdom. Do you believe that? Yes. Doesn't sound like it. Do you believe that kids can make a difference in God's kingdom? Yes.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Somebody other than Matthew, do you actually believe that children can make a difference? Okay, that's a lot better. Okay. So I wanted to share this story about a girl from the Springfield area. Her name is Hollis Snyder. And Hollis, when she she's now 10 years old, how many of you are 10? Got some 10-year-olds, cool. Well, when Hollis was four, are any of you four? We got a four. four. We got a four. Got a couple four-year-old four-year-olds and been acting like he's four over there. Okay. So when Hollis was only Four years old, she found out that some people aren't as fortunate as her. Hollis has a mom and a dad. She has a home and she has her own bedroom and her own bed to sleep in. And she found out that some people aren't that fortunate. Some people don't have moms or dads. Some people don't have houses. Some people don't even have beds to sleep on. And so after she read a Fancy Nancy book, some of you ever read Fancy Nancy? got a couple fancy nancy fans over here after reading a fancy nancy book she decided to do an art show so she decided she would draw all these pictures here's her with some of her pictures and she decided she's going to sell all of those those paintings and drawings and give all that money to an organization called the James Project and the James Project is all about helping foster families and equipping them and getting them houses and getting beds for kids to be able to sleep on. And so the first year she did this, when she was only four years old, she raised $200, which is enough for two beds for two kids. And then the next year she raised $250. And then the next year she raised $1,000. And in total, she has raised over $7,000 And that's enough for 50 beds for kids. Can you imagine that? And all she did was she decided to sell some of her drawings and paintings because she realized that she could make a difference. And that's what I want us to remember today is that it doesn't matter how old you are, whether you're one or a hundred, you can make a difference in God's kingdom. Children can make a difference in God's kingdom just like Hollis did. The third lesson we want to talk about today is that children lead us into God's kingdom. Children, like you, help lead us into God's kingdom. And so you guys are like the... How many of you have ever played the game, uh, follow the leader? Really? That's not very many of you. Well, in follow the leader, you're following someone And what this passage is telling us is that you guys help lead us into God's kingdom. Here's what it says in verse 17. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And so I'm going to ask you guys a question in a second, but I want to ask Warren this question first. Warren, what is something that is easier for you to do than for your parents to do?
0: Uh, Climb on ladders. I can do climb on ladders, and I clean ceiling fans. That's what I do for my mom and dad.
1: Okay, what about, it's because you're a giant. Uh, What about some of you guys? What's something that is easier for you to do than for your parent? It helps out a lot. That's good, that's good. What do you got for me, Hope? You can raise more money than your parents? I believe it, Hope. Let's put that to the test. All right, Matthew, what do you got for me? First Matthew, and then we'll go to you in the green. What's your name, buddy? Felix. Felix. Felix? Okay, Matthew. Um, I can get into smaller spaces to get the tools that my dad sometimes drops in the car. Can get into smaller spaces when his dad drops the tools. Nice, Matthew. Then Felix, what do you got? Felix, come on over, buddy. Come on over. He can fit his hand into the coffee pot to clean it. That's awesome. You guys are awesome. But yeah, there's just some things that we can do easier than our parents. As I was thinking about this question, what I thought about is I can play basketball a little bit better than my parents. Uh, They're a little bit older than me, and they didn't play basketball really growing up very much. And so I can probably play basketball better than them. I think I jinxed myself, though. I played basketball on Tuesday and hurt my foot. So that's what I get for doing that. But there are just some things that are easier for kids to do than for adults. And what this Bible passage is telling us is that it is easier for kids, it's easier for you to enter into God's kingdom, God's family, than it is for your parents, why? Well, I think it probably has to do with that your parents have a lot of stuff, stuff like houses and cars and clothes and boats, and those, that stuff is really cool, but sometimes it can actually stop us from following Jesus. So the next story in our Bible, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but the next story in our Bible is about a rich young man who comes to Jesus, and he says to him, Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What must I do to be with God forever? And Jesus tells them to follow the Ten Commandments. What, what are some of the Ten Commandments? Mm. Don't steal. Honor your mother and father. Do not lie. One more, Michaela. Don't murder. Yeah, so Jesus tells him, hey, don't do all these things. And this guy, he, he tells Jesus, he says, since I was a little boy, since I was Matthew's age, I have been doing these things. That's right. <laughs> you guys need to learn a lesson from some of these kids for when we're preaching so good. Amen. That's right. So uh, the little boy, he, uh, the young man, he says to Jesus, I've done all these things. And Jesus says to him, sell everything you have and give all that money to the poor. Now, does this guy have a lot of stuff or a little bit of stuff? A lot of stuff. 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 He's rich. He's probably got boats and houses and all of these different things. And when Jesus tells him to sell everything and give the money to the poor, the man walks away from him sad. Why? Well, because he loved this stuff more than he loved Jesus and his kingdom. And so we need your guys' help as adults because the older we get, the more stuff we get. And it can be so easy for us to care more about our stuff than to care about Jesus. So kids, can you help us out? Can you help us remember that Jesus is our only Savior and not our stuff? Can you help us with that? Can you help us remember that Jesus is our only Savior? And our stuff is not. That is right. You can, and you help lead us by doing that. You can help lead us into God's kingdom.
0: Okay, you ready? We need to stand up again. Let's stand up. Get a little wiggles out. You know, we're gonna practice our sign, okay? We're gonna practice the sign, okay? So remember, as you grow up, so we're gonna as you grow up. I mean let's go let's go real tall. As you grow up, we need to Stay small. Try one more time. As you grow up, we need to stay small. Okay, have a seat, have a seat. So I want a couple more verses with you. There's a story in Luke chapter 9 where the disciples are arguing. Do you ever argue with people around? Maybe your family, friends, sometimes arguing? Okay, here's what they're happening. Here's what's happening. Luke chapter 9, verse 46. It says, an argument started among the disciples to which of them would be the greatest? Which of them would be the greatest? It's almost like they were wanting to sit in special seats at the table, or do you ever argue about who gets to sit shotgun or sits in the front seat in the car? Have you ever done that ever? No? Okay. Yeah, so it happens at our house, you want to sit in certain spots or sit in a certain seat in the car, you just kind of get argued. It's like, I, I deserve this. And they were arguing. These, were gro- These people, had the disciples had grown up and they're arguing about who is the greatest. Do you think they're staying small? No. no, they're not. They're kind of wanting to have the best things. And so it says there, Jesus, knowing their thoughts, took a little child and had him stand beside them. Who wants to come stand beside me? Okay, Matthew, come stand. I know you're Mr. Energetic. So he had him stand right here. Jesus took a child, had him stand beside him. Then he said to them, whoever welcomes this child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. For it is the one who is the least among you who also is the greatest. You can have a seat, thank you. So Jesus said, if you want to be great, you need to stay small. Earlier in our text, that, Matt, that Luke, no, what's your name? Your name's Michael. That Michael read in Luke. Last time I checked. That Michael read for us in Luke 18, verse 14, it says, For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So Michael and I were at a conference last month, or a month and a half ago, and there was a preacher, and he said, you know what, we're kind of like an orange. This is an orange, okay? He said, a lot of us are like an orange, and a lot of times we are like those disciples, and we want to be the greatest. Greatest and we just are going to be on top of the world because when we grow up, we want to have the best, the biggest, the brightest. We want to be first in everything, and we don't care what happens. And sometimes we are like those disciples, and we are on top. But Jesus says, as you grow up, we need to stay small. He said, the greatest among you will be the least, and those who are least. He wants us to be the least right? And so to be humble means that we are placing ourselves under King Jesus. Are you following me? Does that make sense? So Jesus says, no, you really don't need to be on top. Jesus is the top and we need to be down low, but it's not really working, is it? So how are we going to stay small? Well, we need God's help. Would you agree? We need Jesus' help, and sometimes there's stuff, as you grow up, there's just stuff that kind of happens in your life, or maybe there's choices that you make. Maybe you start arguing with people, and maybe you say, you know what, I don't care what that person's doing. I'm going to do whatever I want. Or maybe there's someone that looks a little different, or maybe acts a little different, and you don't want to be friends with them. And so sometimes those attitudes, as we grow up, kind of, Weighs us down, and we need Jesus' help to say, you know what, you don't need that. And there's some things that we need to ask for help with, and we need to ask Jesus to take care of some of this stuff because there's just some things that happen, and we make poor choices, and we need God's help to take those things away. Are you following me? Does that make sense? And so we need Jesus to peel some of that stuff off, and the Bible calls it sin, and when we can have Jesus as our Savior, he'll peel all that bad stuff off and all those bad attitudes, and then we are got a little skin here. And then maybe, just maybe, Jesus could do something, maybe that we can't do ourselves. And it's possible that instead of being the greatest, you really want me to put that in there, don't you? And so maybe, just maybe, instead of being the greatest with God's help, maybe we can Be humble and it says those who exalt themselves will be humble but those who humble themselves (laughs) will be exalted and so the theme for us to remember is as you grow up we need to stay small and so I want to ask you one thing listen we're wrapping this up we're bringing it to home what is one way that Jesus has helped you I want to give you just like five seconds to be quiet right now, and I want you to think of some way that Jesus has helped you. Okay, so hopefully you've thought of something that Jesus has done to help you. Okay, keep thinking if you need some time to help. That's okay. Okay, good job. And so here's what I want you to do this week, maybe even before you leave the building today. I want you to tell an adult one way that Jesus has helped you. And that could be a very helpful way to, as we grow up, we will stay small. Let's pray. King Jesus, you are our Lord, you are our Savior, and you help us, and you peel away the bad stuff in our lives and give us your goodness. We thank you for rescuing us. We thank you for Uh, this day. I thank you for every child on this stage in this room and those who are watching online. I pray that these kids would lead us well into your kingdom. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.